now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. Do you have a plan to get out of bed? Do you have a plan for when you're out of bed? Do you have a plan for when you are woke? Hey, y'all, it's Yolanda at Dryer Buzz. And in the middle of the day, actually, uh, I got up because I had a plan this morning. I had a couple things on the table and I was trying to figure out like where to divide my time. And you know what that leads to? Nothing getting nothing done because I had to really weigh some things and there was some things on my heart, my mind and my soul, but also uh, productively because I'm literally like working. Y'all, I have created, uh, I have created more than a job um, <laughs> with this soap thing and, and just, just reviving the brand. For those of you who don't know, uh, for those of you who do know and looking in and trying to figure it out, I, um, I, oh man, let me think. Okay. Pandemic aside, um, 2020 was supposed, that, that was what 2020 was supposed to be. Even for me, 2020 was besides the pandemic is everything that it, I think it was supposed to be. I don't know. I'm like trying to think back, you know, like how do you, we're, it's, 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 uh, October headed, we're headed into November. I'm still trying to think, wait, January, February, maybe March. I think this thing hit like right about March, April. We was like, okay, 2020 is different. This is a new life. Um, So January and February, we came into the year just like grinding and just like, look, let's get this done. Uh, We're just as a family or as a household, I'll say, kind of as a family to just really figure out, okay, um, Here's what we here's what we got to do this year. Here's how we got to you know get rid of the rest of the stress and 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 get ahead. We we had just really started to kind of get ahead because we had spent uh, 2019 just putting out fires and trying to stay afloat and catch up and this that and the other. So things started to get better towards the end of the year. Had a great holiday, I think. I think we did. I think we had a good holiday, and then we back around the holiday season. So. Kind of came into the year like, oh, man, able to just kind of ease and breathe a little bit. And then came the pandemic, which lets me know how we've survived through this pandemic. We really did have uh, a really good January and February um, because we made it this far. (laughs) You know, and I, I wish and I'm that person like I wish this had really been the plan. And, and and I know a lot of people, um, I don't know. I don't know if a lot of people, I think people, you'll get to, let me just say this. You'll get to this point. There is nothing about how we have in my household have survived 2020. There is nothing or no way we could have ever thought this was possible. You know, um, going without like, like, the debt, carrying the debt load, the workload, workload, debt load, uh, just carrying the load like we were before. There was nothing we would have never sat down as a family. And we did as much as we could when we became caregivers of my mom. We were like, okay, here's how we're all going to have to pitch in. We're all going to have to do this. So we, we had, luckily, we weren't so far stretched as a family that we couldn't then come together in times of need. I would just like, I would have liked for us to do this survival that we've done without it being a, such a time of need. I wish that we could have sat down 
Um, and we probably could have. We probably should. We probably tried. I don't know. But it's just something about when you look around and you realize you all you got, your team is all you got, you know, um, it's like when things happen and everybody scatters and you go like, wait, we still here. I wish that rolling in, rolling into 2020, it was our plan. Well, hey, listen, let's do this. Let's, let's put, you know, let's save money. Okay. Let's get rid of half of this debt you know, which was something we had to do going into caregiver because we lost two major incomes in our household. It's like, wait, we, we're holding on. You know, it's like it's like the life raft or that, that extra safety parachute, right? Um, I wish that it could have been a plan. I wish that had not catastrophes happened that we could have sat down. And I, and I want you guys to do, and I'm not even just saying me and my family, I'm talking about me and those I'm collaborating with, you know, people being open to opportunities, people creating uh, unique things. Like I just had a whole conversation with some people in my neighborhood. You know, it's like, I wish that in this neighborhood, I wish that we would have saw we had more things in common before it came time that all we had to rely on was each other. Like we're neighbors are actually talking now because you can't go nowhere. You seeing the people like I, I stepped out of my door the other night. We were getting ready to go out for my birthday, and there was a gentleman who I've walked past a number of times. You know, we kind of like look, but he was like, "Wait a minute, are you?" He said, "I think I just watched you online." He said, "No, I just watched you online," and he said, "Are you driving us?" And I was like, "Yeah," and uh, he's like on Instagram, and I was like, "Okay," and uh, so now, and I was rushing off to the birthday thing. And so now when I see him or my other, I have another neighbor, like, and I have not been, let me tell you, I am not a neighborly person. Right. Um, but I have another neighbor who, you know, we wave at each other. We speak, you know, and stop and talk and whatnot. Um, I wish that we had had a plan for this, you know, that in 2020, we were going to be all about what we needed to reduce in order to save ourselves, save our planet, uh, save money. You know, we're so good at saving money, y'all. I'm I'm telling you now, I bought some stuff because I had to get the business ready for the holiday. And I got some stuff because it was my birthday. But let me tell you, I can hold on to it. I have never been a person to hold on to a dollar. I've been a person, I'm satisfied not having one because I have everything I need. But I, I just like put some money. I'm like, wait a minute. You know, going to the bank or transferring money back and forth to the bank and all that kind of is a thing now. But I, I really wish it had been a plan. And now, keep in mind, I keep talking about, I've been on social media, I've been in technology, I've been in this, that, and the other, forever. And I've lived this life uh, um, somewhat downsized, not worrying about keeping up with the Jones. You know, I, I set the tone for the life I wanted to live. But the other day I heard, I heard a saying, and I can't remember where I got it from, through something, one of these many books, or one of our guests that we had said something or a video that we were playing. I think I played a video and on the show the other day of something that's coming up, a trailer or something. And it says you do it because you want it on your on your own terms. And I'm like, man, I wish that we could have had this on our own terms. I don't know that we would have ever gotten here without the pandemic. I don't know that we would ever be making as much eye contact. You remember remember that. January or, or February on back. When have you ever made so much eye contact? 
Like people who walk by, like I went out and walked the dog and this lady, I'm like, she don't walk by me and I speak like we're right here. And she she said hello and I said hello. And I, I was she she beat me to it, right? Because I was she had on headphones and I was like, I wanna, you know, we're not gonna speak or whatever. And I kept looking like she's getting ready to wave and all that, because I needed that. I needed that interaction. We all need those interactions. The episode I was talking about with that pinball machine is on as well. Okay, let's stop bar. But we we are at a point now where we are all out here doing what we need to do, and it wasn't part of the plan. It wasn't part of the plan. You working from home. Um, it, none of it was part of the plan. Delivery services. There, there are restaurants and businesses that now have that the majority of their business, even though they're not doing the majority of their business, but the larger part of their business is is uh, delivery, meeting us, here's what I'm talking about, meeting us where we are. Now, let me tell you about that statement, because I heard, I heard, I was watching the news yesterday, a news program I catch, and they were talking about, um, you know, this business tactics and, and things like that, and they was interviewing somebody, and, and, and they were talking about, you know, what's going on here, and it was like, well, we have to meet people where they are, and let me tell you, when I first started Dryer Buzz and distribution, when distribution, as distribution started publishing Dryer Buzz, um, and it being a salon publication, my mission statement, my tagline was meeting our readers where they are, because the media, uh, media was newspapers and magazines were uh, imploding. They were they were going out of business, and one of the reasons is you know even with subscriptions and things like that, um, they were not meeting their readers where they were, and so I had envisioned that. Our readers would read us in the hair salon, and and I envisioned it um, not as a digital, but as a publication. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to publish this magazine, and I'm going to publish it. I'm going to just put it in the hair salons, right? And because that's where women, particularly black women, literally and only get a good 45 minutes just to sit in her solitude as herself, without having to put on a mask, without having to code switch, you know, that's literally like the only place we could just like let our hair down, okay, <laughs> unintended, right, uh, that literally was for 40, and for 45 minutes, of course, four or five hours, but <laughs> I'm just going to say 45 minutes, so my goal was to come up with a good 45 minutes for black women, um, Oh, and then for the salons, and then it spread on to the barbershops, and then other places. Again, it's like, oh, we got readers over there. How do we meet them? How, the readers over there, how do we meet them? So I had a plan, but my plan for 2020 was to end all of that because I'm like, there's no way. I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to have to be blogging in 2020. I just don't, you know. And I, and I do because that's my calling is to help others tell their story. So I definitely want to do that. However, my the top of my list was, let me tell y'all, the top of my list, my goal was to get to a point of being unbothered. And on my list of unbothered black women was Whoopi Goldberg and Oprah. I'm like, those are two unbothered black women. Well, over the past five years, they seem to get more and more bothered. And I'm like, okay, there's no end to this thing, <laughs> right? It's like the minute they came on social media, when they did their first tweeting and all that kind of stuff, and started giving, I was like, okay, there's really no incidents. I do not want to be um, having to having to influence anybody 
I, you know, I, unless it's on my own terms, but I've always done everything on my own terms. And, and it's like, okay, I need an exit strategy. Um, let me find an exit strategy because it looks like you don't get to exit out of this thing. And why would you want to exit out of your calling? But for me, as far as my calling was always concerned, I always felt like if I was make, going to make progress in what I was called to do, there will one day become a time when I was no longer needed. Now, I did just take a good four or five years. It's like, okay, I'm not needed right now. There's a lot of bloggers out there. There's a lot of storytellers out there. There's a lot of platforms out there. I can fall back for a minute, right? As I sit back and cross my legs. I can fall back for a minute. And I did. Same thing when I when I switched over from men being my target audience to women being my target audience. You know, after the Million Man March, I was like, ooh, I can fall back with these brothers. I can fall back. They got this. They ain't they didn't have they ain't bit more have it. They didn't bit more have it. They don't even they don't even in fact they don't even come together on, on October the sixteenth and still atone or celebrate their greatness. I have to remind them, you know, again. So at uh, 13, 13, 5, 13 or 5 into this. Um, so I just wish that we planned some of this stuff and was not always reacting to. I never wanted to be, to have to react to something. I always wanted to be as proactive as I could possibly be. I always want to be proactive. That's why I had a 20-year plan. I had a 2020 plan. I most certainly did. Is it what I'm doing right now? No. <laughs> but was I able to adapt? Yes. Because I had a plan. I had a plan of how to get out of bed. I had a plan of how to start the day. I had a plan of how to say yes to things. I had a plan of how to follow through with things. I had a plan of what the finish looked like. And so all I had to do was switch it up. It was such, it was, the plan was such that no matter what came my way, I could apply the plan to it. But I just wish having everybody else work along with it, because the plan was nobody's going to believe it like they've never believed anything else. Nobody's going to support it like they've never supported anything else. Nobody's going to shift like they've never shifted before, you know, like they've always never done, you know, like, hey, it's going to be you. You're going to believe in yourself and you're going to get it done. But lo and behold, here comes 2020. Here comes a pandemic. And now everybody in an instant had an understanding. Now, there are those who like, oh, let's not understand this. Let's not believe this and that whatever. Everybody right now has to have, has to get their priority, had to instantly get their priorities. Kids had to be made a priority. Bills had to be made a priority. Livelihoods had to be made a priority. Lifestyles, you know, some of those lifestyles went right out the way. It's like, hey, I just wish it had been in the plan. I wish the plan. I wish the plan had been in the works. You know, I just wish that all of those that had to that now have because it looks it looks real funny. It looks odd as people get on board. And I'm trying not to like shade or shame. Like you should have been here. No, I understand. Because I, I, I and I don't want to even say I told you. So I told you when. I didn't tell you so, but I told you there's a win. 
Not if, but when. You know, um, I just wish I just wish it had been a plan. I wish I'd had a better plan. Because there, there's some other things that, you know, I'm doing what I'm doing because of the things that I can't do. Because as much as I want us to be at a place, we're not quite there yet. We're not quite. But we're getting there. And we're getting there at such a speed. It was so funny when this pandemic happened. And people kept trying to talk about the pandemic. And I said, beyond that, I said, isn't it interesting how fast we're being ushered into where we should have been for tech, you know, as far as having implementing technology in our lives, implementing implementing the no time zones, you know, uh, work, redesigning work, you know, because I, I literally came into 2020 uh, talking about work was going to look different. I did a red, couple of radio segments and I said, hey, listen, you know, um, if you're the the rest of the, the rest of the economy is will have to catch up with the gig economy. You're gonna have to, and I said to companies, I said to the universe, you're gonna have to allow employees to design their work. If you wanna stay in business, you know, you're gonna have to let them let employees decide what their eight hours are gonna be. If you still want their eight hours, because and I didn't know, you know, because I ain't figured out my whole this whole foresight thing, okay. But I literally did that. I radio several radio segments. I went on all of 2019, and I said, "Look at how many people are are moving into this gig economy. Not because they want to. Not because they're unemployed. They need to redefine their lives. They need to organize. They need to they need to reset their priorities." I said all of that, and then February. You know, there there are still companies out there now that nobody has been in the space. Everybody is working elsewhere. They're just now getting back. It's like people are going back into the offices like a ghost town. Their desk has been that way for six months, just sitting there. Can you imagine? It's like everybody, okay, everybody needs to clock out. Now you're going back six months, and you're looking at what you left on your desk and the dust and and all this stuff that's, you know, it's, it's insane. It's, go out and look up some of the postings where people are, who have gone back, those who went back out even after a couple of months, and those who are going back there. In fact, uh, some of them are told, hey, listen, come and get, you know, here's the day you need to come and get and box up your stuff. We, you know, we're going to stay home for 2021. And, you know, uh, you think a company's not going to be out there trying to save a whole year's worth of rent and lease space? Think about how much that company is gonna think. Think how much some of these companies are gonna say if they can get out of if they can get out of. And I'm pretty sure there's no no doubt. I'm pretty sure they're putting people out at least because because now they're getting ready to uh, rehab these spaces and make them residential. Everything is being redesigned. I just wish it had been a plan. I just wish it had been a plan that we would get all these cars off the highway. I wish it had been a plan that we would that the ozone we were gonna help fix the ozone. I wish it had been a plan that um, that we were going to stop the pollution, you know, and all the emissions and all that kind of stuff. I wish that we had had a plan of reduction. I wish there had been a plan that, hey, we, let's designate somebody to stay home with the kids because the kids got to do e-learning. But all this time, people have been shaming the homeschool kids as their parents are just overprotective and and they don't they don't know how to socialize. Now, yeah, some of them folks didn't know how 
Some of the folk had kids they they couldn't socialize. Okay, they need to be homeschooled. Um, but but look at where we are. Look at the benefits that we are now. Some kids are doing very well. Some parents are, are even shifting their kids from this structure to a free form because their kids are just that that at ease with it. I look at some of the interaction of the teachers that are posting of 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 their interaction with their students and how how much some of these students have adapted. And the thing about it is, in this environment, some are doing exceptionally well because they're eye to eye with the teacher. They're able to connect better with the teacher, stop the class if they need to. You know, that's why some of them are doing better, you know, and, and hopefully, hopefully they'll, they'll, it'll get, hopefully it will get better uh, with the whole design of it, you know, and I think, I think there was a whole rush to it without properly designing it, even though we have some systems in place that they could have just quickly implemented that would have worked. Like, there's no way you should be these kids should be doing anything five days a week. You know, look at, at the college level. You go to class Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You have a Tuesday, Thursday. You got a class once a week of this, that, and the other. You got a lab here and there, tutoring here and there. You know, I think it should be on that level. Um, and then and then you do your work in between, but then you have your instru- instruction was not every day. And I don't think instruction should be every day because I think it's also hard on hard on the teachers. You know, it's like it's like it's still like there's no way we should be doing anything, everything Monday through Friday and still trying to squeeze life into into two weekends, into 48 hours. You know, it should be. It's, hey, it's coming. All I'm going to tell you is it's coming. It's coming. 2021, I think I think is this thing gets figured out after we get through. And not that the election has much to do with the election does have much to do with some to do with it uh, because it's it's those people that are elected that end up uh, choosing um, st- your school board members are on this some of the school board members are on this election so and we haven't had people talk about that so if you're concerned about what what edu- your child's education that hey you vote for that you vote for those decision makers those lawmakers those decision makers. Uh, people who are managing those budgets, you know, if you feel like, you know, and, and I have never understood how we can separate kids based on income. It's like, or demographics or ge- ge- geographics and different things like that, because, you know, instead of, it should be just about that mind. It should be about that mind and how, how much you can get access to that mind and how much you can inspire the mind, y'all. It's going to, 2021 is, it's going to be, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome because even if they get a handle on this pandemic, there's no way we can go back. And there's some things, yeah, we want to go back to, we want to go back to, you know, worship. We want to go back to the way we worship. We want to go back to the way we socialize. We want to go back to the way we dine. We ain't nobody trying to go back to where we work. Ain't nobody trying to go back to the way schools were educated. Ain't nobody trying to go back to debt. Because all of that stuff required a lot of debt. You know, families were able to downsize and, and vehicles didn't need all those cars because the cars weren't on the road. I, in fact, have gone these 10 months without a vehicle, without that added debt each month. 
you know, which it paid for itself. However, still, it's like without let's how about let's cross that out now. What do I what do I actually need? You know, and and in the ten months trying to figure out how to get back to that part. So, and 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 realizing you could do some other things. It's like people are open to doing other things. You know, I'm so mad. I'm like, man, I didn't think about this. I saw a friend of mine posted um. Posted a concert, uh, a venue, and I didn't even realize the venue. Like I'm not even realizing some of these venues because I'm I'm quarantining. I am quarantined, but I, I told my daughter today, I was like, okay, I want to go out and go to lunch. I'm like, I'm I'm ready to get out. I'm ready to get out of here, and uh, and go do something. It's been so long since I went somewhere and said I went to one thing. Uh, probably about a month ago now. I have my one of my neighborhood groups had a networking uh, a restaurant grant had a grand opening. I want to go to the coffee shop, you know, sitting, there's one of the coffee shops that they actually right at the pandemic, uh, had their grand opening. So they've been able to survive, you know, and so forth. So, um, yeah, I just wish it had been part of the plan. Y'all we we're doing good. We're doing good. We're doing good. Um, I, I think it's been so easy to get out of bed now because there was not there's there's not been a lot of other things to be overwhelmed about because our priorities shifted. And when the priorities shifted, it's like, whoa, the things we used to worry about. You know, the thing think about that. I want you to think make a list if you have to. What were some of the things you used to be so worried about that was so overwhelming that we couldn't get out of bed that we used to be depressed about or we used to have anxiety about? I, I remember, and Angela and I both talked about this, you know, we had a great sense of FOMO because, you know, we couldn't do so many things. FOMO, like, just went away. Because was, there's nowhere to go. We're not missing missing out on anything, right? Everything stopped, not missing out on anything. And now as things are starting to open back up, guess what? It's all opening back and coming back conducive to our to what we need, conducive to our uniqueness. You know, I can't I can't do things at nine o'clock in the morning. Guess what? Now one o'clock in the afternoon is is awesome. Twelve o'clock, eleven o'clock. Time like you mean time is not a factor. You know, one thing about my neighborhood when I when I first moved here, it was a, what they call a bedroom town. Like by seven o'clock at night, the street was like literally empty. Everybody was home. Everybody already been out to dinner. It's in one of those neighborhoods where people are dying out. Okay, plenty of restaurants. Um, in fact, I was like going to grocery. Like, why is it there's like never anybody in a grocery store, right? Because there's so many restaurants, it's a it's a dine out community, right? And so um, by seven o'clock, you know, a lot of a lot of the businesses, the services business wise, were closed. And there were a lot of service service oriented businesses. You know, you're shopping, your grocery stores, even the grocery stores, seven eight o'clock at night closing. Um, the Walmart, okay, that would be open, you know, and anybody that needed anything, but it was like a handful of people there. And then it started to go a little later and a little later and a little later, you know, because you had your, you know, you could also tell it was a second shift kind of community um, because of the traffic that was going on at two o'clock. There's a lot, there was a lot of uh, uh, traffic when the schools got out and different things like that. So you can instantly tell really what kind of community it was. And you could you could also tell you know that because of how early in the morning 
traffic started, there were a lot of people that worked all over the city. So all of that changed. And now it's like right before the pandemic, there was like traffic all day. You know, and, and, and one of the things over the last three years, it, it, every those our city, we live outside of Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia, the state, the state changed because the state of life began to change. Rush hour changed because nine to five was no longer a thing. The gig economy was driving things. And and uh, and because we were coming, all the new jobs had to do with, you know, um, commerce, online commerce. Um, fulfillment centers were coming back, you know, the whole warehousing for Amazon and other e-commerce things. Um, store hours were starting to change, you know. It, so the shift was happening uh, prior to the pandemic, but luckily so, even though it wasn't planned, luckily so, because I think had not the shift happened, I'm going to open my phone to see where we are on time. Had not, 28, we got to get ready to get out of here. I don't want to be on too long because I got to go do some other things. But had not the shift begun, begun to happen, the great gig economy, which everybody was shamed, shaming the, the gig economy, you know, but people were working in the gig economy, myself included, because you got to work on your own terms. You know, you, it was freedom, right? You could easily replace your income until, until they went, until lots and until lots in the gig economy went public. Let me tell you, that whole stock market thing, that's just a whole ripoff, right? And and let me tell you, if you work for a company that's public, you probably are not making a great living unless you are an investor. Because invest, let me tell you, they robbing the actual people who work in the, in the economy. So when those things in the gig economy that went public, like ride share and a number of other things, there, there was no profit in ride share. They started robbing drivers. They started robbing the drivers blind, okay, literally. And when I say blind, meaning they they took the uh, took took the information off the app, where you used to be able to see how much you made and how much the company made, right? Because you made the larger portion. Well, they they flipped it all around to where you made the least. Uh, they made the larger portion, and then they gave the rest of it to these quote unquote investors. There's no, there was no profit margin in there, right? And so it became, it became now it's, it's back at almost damn near the poverty rate, where it used to be. You know, you get out there, you were making forty, fifty dollars an hour. That quickly changed when they went public. I mean, like overnight. And so that became a problem. So then, but the good thing was when the gig economy started failing and started robbing those who worked the gig, the rest of the economy, which was a little bit more fair, started implementing the, those processes. And that that helped many years when to go. Now we're here and it's just going to continue to equal out. It's going to continue to equal out. I think it's going to, I think it's going to get better because I think it helped, I think it helped with the discipline. You know, going into the gig economy, watching what happened in the gig economy. I know for me, it helped me to bring some of that, when you bring some of that into doing my own business. A discipline I didn't have 20 years ago when I started this. You know, when I started, like I've come full circle 
um, to having my own my own store online. I started with a store online, but I didn't have the discipline. I didn't know about the marketing. And that's why I say don't look at where you are as the final destination because it never really is. It, you might just be there at that moment just to learn something. And if I look back, what I know about operating today, I now know the best about marketing. I know the best about building it as a brand. I know the best about getting the word out, word of mouth, you know, or marketing and advertising because I know I know how to craft a story behind it. I know that every essence of it, there should be a story behind it because what have I done over the last 20 years? I have learned the story of some of those that have been, that have made it to where they want it. And I don't want, and you know, I'm trying not to say successful or the best because I don't want to put, I, I don't want to put that on them. That, that, where the stories that I did on them weren't their final destination. The story that I did on Tyler Perry was awesome and amazing, but that wasn't his final destination. The man has a studio now. I was talking to, interviewing him at his what, second or third film, you know, just, just like, hey, He's making his he's making his film on his own. Um, to now he has his own studio. But I could see that. And I, I learned that from from him. And I apply some of those things. One of the things that, you know, his his why. I'm like, let me get that why. Do it for family. Do it for others. I always, you know, I'm like, let me get that why. And that's when things started to change. That shift started to happen. Let me get some of that how from all of these other people, you know? That I didn't let, let me get some of that discipline. Let me get some of that discipline. That's what it is. All of these things out here, these are our disciplines. You know, when you go to plan something, when you start drafting your plan, particularly whether it be just a resume, a full-on business plan, a goal, mission, your vision board, what you got to put on that vision board, not just the things. Let me tell you, you want to put a house on that vision board. A house represents discipline. Okay. You want a certain car. You want vacations. You want respect. You want, you want profit. You want all of those things. All of those things represent discipline. That's why I never would get into a conversation with people and they talking about the things and the material things. I'm like, you know, they want to be what they want to be like this person or that person. Are you willing to be as disciplined as that person? Are you willing to put into practice what they have done? When I when I said I'm gonna make soap, I'm like I brought into soap making the discipline and the practice. It's like I've learned this for three years, and now in the pandemic, when I couldn't do any of the other things that I did as far as my livelihood was concerned. Let me take some of that discipline from the kitchen, respect of a recipe, patience, you know, um, knowing how to bootstrap it, number one, because I was not about to go out here and get a loan in a pandemic. Let me, oh, let me do something else I can bootstrap. I'm, I'm good at bootstrapping. I have learned that, you know, and it paid off. It paid off in, in six months, and I'm sitting here now, and I'm getting ready when I hit the stop, but I'm going back in, I'm going back in, I'm going to finish that practice and that discipline. I got to do something I got to do at noon. You know, that's what you're going to put in your plan. And people keep wondering, like, I know you're wondering, like, trying to figure it out because you're looking at the wrong, you're looking at it from the wrong angle. You're looking at it from, the, you know, 
Put on your x-ray. Look at the x-ray of it. Don't just look at it. Look at the, get the x-ray. Go, go behind it. I love there's an art form where if you look at it dead on, but if you just go to the side of it, you can see the abstract of it where people take these things and, and they hang them, all this stuff at different angles and so forth. And if you walk around to the side of it, it looks like nothing. But if you go around to the right angle of it, it's like, whoa. All of that makes up this. And you guys will know what I'm talking about. Look at it from a different angle. Look at it from the discipline side of things. I, I've had a number of people come to me or they, or they go and they download one of the books and they say, because I want to do this and I want to be like that. And I said, hey, you got it. This is what this is what that person did. When I would interview people, and they, they would have some level of success or, or we deemed them at the top of this, that, and the other. And I would always ask them, who did you hire? Because one, you got to get that story out there. You got to hire somebody to get that, get this done and get that done. I think I once asked, I don't know how I did it, but I think I once either tweeted Oprah or, or somebody, might have been Oprah or everybody, because that's, that's my one go-to question. Who, did, who was your hire? Who did you hire? Who did you contract with? You know, who funded, who funded this, who funded that? You know, ask those things. You know, if you look online, you see a lot of people online, you know, they got on the fancy glasses and the makeup and, or, you know, the men that they got the, the beer. You know, isn't it funny? Like, the minute the pandemic hit, everybody went gray. Except for me. <laughs> so I was like, like, everybody. Everywhere you look, everybody was gray. You know, I have, I have, I have four kids. So I've got four good, four good gray patches. Right? I got four good gray patches, and when one of them get on my nerves or, or, or worry or stress me, that patch will like pop, right? But uh, but my roots are, my roots are still brown, and my dad is still brown, so I guess I'm good. Um, but all the men, the beards, they went gray like real quick, like overnight, because they couldn't they couldn't get in there and get that color going in the barbershop, right? I mean, they went, they went gray. It's, it's so funny. And some of them, you're like, you're like, wait, stay, don't go back. You know, some of them were like, don't go back. Or you ever no, notice how many people are playing with the hair color? Because now they don't have to go into these toxic work environments. They could be free. They could, they could explore different hair colors and, and textures and techniques and styles and all that kind of stuff. We got a chance to be, got a chance to be free because a lot of what we're doing and it boils down to this: a lot of what we, what we, a lot of where we had to exist was toxic. You know, a lot of what we had to do was toxic. It was trauma. You know, I watched that interview of Kim Kardashian, and uh, and and I used to have her stuff blocked. I'm like, I don't want none of that stuff on my timeline, um, and rightfully so. But I watched the interview that she did on David Letterman, and you know, and the family came in and they were sitting out in the audience. You know. And uh, and I listened at her, and of course, in the interview, she was talking. He asked her about the situation that happened in Paris, and of course, she broke down, you know, crying, trying not to cry. But it was a very traumatic thing that happened to her. She literally thought she was about to be raped, you know, and uh, and that's one of the reasons she's not as naked as she is. Uh, she keeps her clothes on a little bit now, even though she still does the shapewear and all that kind of stuff. And she'll probably jump on that naked in a minute, but. It is, 
I what I noticed is how much and, and what we got out of the interview, I was thinking, wow, you know, and I do this podcast called How to Get Out of Bed. I wonder how she gets out of bed every day. And I know how she gets out of bed every day because everybody's livelihood is still to this day attached to her trauma. And and I know people think, you know, these sex tapes are your jump off, but that's her trauma. That's her that's her trauma. Whether she was looking in the camera, whether she and homeboy Ray J decided to make it, whether they were gonna sell or not. The fact that that had to be, that had to be. And the fact that her mother pimped it, they sold it, whatever. I don't know. You know, all we know is what they've shown on this television. The fact that they, in fact of all, let me tell you this. There is no one, zero people on reality shows that their appearance is not specifically related to how traumatic their lives have been, how failed their relationships are, whether they make money off of it or get paid or not. You do not get invited. You do not make it through the, 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 the auditioning. You do not sit down with the producers. You are, it does not happen unless your life is about trauma and you are about continuing that trauma, whether you make money off of it or not. And many of them, uh, one of the things we used to blog about is a failed matriarch. There's not one person in there on there that does not have a failed relationship with their mother or as a mother. They are failing in some way. Even through the baby boom that happened in reality, that that that's the biggest failure of all. And yes, children are a wonderful blessing, no matter how they come through the situation. But you can't tell me that many of them didn't exploit that situation. It is what it is. Television is what it is. And unfortunately, on that particular network, it is about exploiting trauma. On that one, and uh, on Bravo, and on we trying to be the Bravo and on the others and so forth, you know, because that's not even how reality TV started. It's not. Now, there it was just going to be some regular life people. And it's like, oh, wait, these people are willing to do anything for a dollar. These people will fight. They'll curse. They'll stab. They'll, you know, they, hey, they about that drama. They're about that trauma. Thank God for everybody that said no to it. Because there hasn't been anybody that has not had to do it. And if you have not watched them film one of these things, you're like, what the hell? Yeah, I think I was on a couple of them. I was, in, I was on the MTV. I was not on it as one of the characters, but I had to sign a couple of waivers because I was at events where the filming took place uh, in the early days of, days of MTV. And the later days of Bravo uh, and We TV, a couple of episodes, was a blogger for 20 years. Who wouldn't be, you know? Well, I decided not to be. I was like, wait, uh, no, I don't think I want to, I don't want to subject my, myself to that. Uh, no. But, you know, I just wish it had been, I just wish discipline had been part of the plan. I wish there had been a plan, a better plan for us in 2020. But let me tell you, 2021 is will be all about the disciplines. 2021, people have figured it out. There's a way to do this. 
that we don't have to go through traumas. We don't have to, it doesn't have to be traumatic. We don't have to hurt anyone. Kim Kardashian is figuring it out. Her, her sisters are figuring it out. Her husband is figuring it out. The exes are figuring it out. I just hope the mom has figured it out. Because, I mean, it's like, and they sit there and they talk about it, like, and try to say it's normal. Yeah, it's normal. It's normal to get away from it. It's normal to stop doing it. It's like, but if you listen to that interview, and I'm like, and I don't understand the whole, when a person breaks down crying, that we don't stop. Like, okay, let's stop for a minute. Like, I don't, I don't know. But anyway, it's 12. It's noon here, and I've got to go. It's noon straight up, and this thing will probably cut off because I don't know. Let me see. All right, we're at 45. Good. I came in a little bit late. Um, But that's the thing about it. I just wish that, and the way to fix that, what I wish is think about your discipline, especially as we go in towards this final month of the year, November being right around the corner. Um, and now as we get Halloween done, we can start thinking about, cause I'm putting my Christmas tree up November 1st. I'm going to let Halloween be, but November 1st, that Christmas tree is going up. I'm so ready for some holiday spirit. Um, uh, I just ordered some more holiday fragrance and I was like, I ain't making no holiday stuff. And I'm like, honey, I'm about to hit this dollar store. <laughs> I'm about to get my craft on. I am about to put this tree up, uh, and I, I have such a small tree. I may go big this year. I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna get me a big. Y'all, I'm got to get me a big old huge. I'm getting a real tree this year. Well, if I'm gonna do that, I can't put it up November first because tree's not gonna be out that soon. Damn, how fast can I get a real tree? I'm gonna put up my fake one, which I love. And it was my downsize tree because I was like, I'm gonna give me a little downsize tree. But I'm gonna get me, I'm gonna put my downsize tree up, but I'm gonna I'm gonna get me a real tree up in here this year. I'm gonna put trees everywhere. I'm looking around, I got plenty of corners. I'm gonna put some trees. I'm gonna I'm gonna create a whole holiday flower forest up in here. Cause I'm so ready for the holidays. But think about it, y'all. What's in your plan? We about to be eleven months into this. Who does not have a plan? Who? Better than a plan, you better get some discipline. Get some discipline. All right, we're over. Let me just tell you, you heard me talk about some of the things I said, how I knew I went full circle, because along the way I wrote these books, and you can check them out in the bookstore. I'm also making the soap. You can check that out in the soap store. And uh, I'm getting ready to go live now, announcing our sales for the week. You can also go and hang out uh, in the kitchen, uh, at kitchen episodes and recipes and, and all those different things and so forth. Uh, it's all at shopdryerbuzz.com. Also, as you are out there early voting your vote stickers, I need you to put the hashtag on there. Vote for justice, the number, use the number four. Vote the number four, justice. Vote for justice. And also, if you're a sister or you see the power of sisters, I need you to tag power of the sister vote out there as well. Let me see your vote. I'm going to, on Wednesday, uh, I'll be in the line getting my early vote on. And hopefully that's, hopefully you guys are not all over the place and I picked a good time to go. Uh, so we're going to get out. We're going to go as a uh, family on Wednesday and uh, uh, go check out. Also follow on TikTok. You wonder like, where did all the kitchen, kitchen episodes go there on TikTok and uh, Petty Betty bought a big old case of mac and cheese for all the different 
mac and cheese recipes that I'm going to be doing. Um, waiting to find some cranberries, y'all. I'm waiting for the cranberries so that I can knock out some cranberry lemonade and some homemade cranberry sauce and all these different things. I can't wait to do all of that. But listen, it's all going on. It's all going on. Just follow on a couple other platforms. Use the hashtag DryerBuzz on your favorite platform, and you'll see what we've been doing for the past 20 years and why we did come into 2020 with a plan. All right, y'all. Love y'all. Have a great day. And that's how I got out of bed. Go now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. Yeah.